Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Right now, we are joined by San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Jordan Matthews. He was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles in the second round of the 2014 NFL Draft after a record-setting career at Vanderbilt. He spent four seasons with the Eagles and one with the Bills, and during the offseason, he signed with the 49ers. Most importantly, Jordan is a husband, father, and follower of Jesus. Jordan, thanks so much for joining us on Unpacking It. How are you? How you doing, brother? Doing well. All right. Doing great here and, and glad to have you on. And, and so, first up, you've uh, been experiencing OTAs with the, the 49ers. So, so, how are things going so far in San Francisco? And, and why does it seem like the 49ers are the right fit at this point in your career? Yeah, things have been going well. You know, um, I had a couple teams that called, and they were all great organizations. I mean, uh, a couple of those organizations, too, I knew coaches at. So, you know, I'm all about relationships, and I'm, all, I'm always about a great fit. So those were factors that played in. But when it came to the 49ers, um, there was something else that I felt about this place that was just different. There's kind of an electricity around the organization right now. And I really liked uh, how many young guys were in the wide receiver group. I knew I was going to be pushed, you know, as a 27-year-old going into this year by guys that were younger, and I was excited about that. You know, last offseason I followed the Patriots, and people were wondering why I would do that, because I was like, I really wanted to go into a situation where I felt like I had to work every single day to earn anything, and I wanted to be put in the toughest situation possible. That's the only thing there's anything tougher than signing with the Pats, and I think coming to a place like the 49ers where they are right now, I just know it's a big challenge, and I'm up for it. Well, so, some people may hear that and, and be surprised by that, that, that desire to be challenged. So, so where does that, that come from, and, 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 and why do you embrace the, the challenge of, of having to prove yourself and having to fight you know, for a roster spot, for a starting spot, and all that sort of thing? Yeah, you know, I think, um, I think lots of times people worry about those things because they look at situations kind of in the short term. I like to have a, a, a long-term view but a very short-term process. And what I mean is I kind of like to begin with the end of mind. When I look at signing with hard teams, like when I signed with the Patriots last offseason, it wasn't strictly because, okay, I want to sign with this team so I can potentially win a Super Bowl. It was more so I knew that was a – it was no different than any other corporation. You can look at the Patriots the same way you look at Google or, you know, Apple. They're a successful organization, and I wanted to see how a successful organization was run. Mm. That was – that was definitely it. And I wanted to learn how to work my way up in a place where there's the, the environment is extremely competitive. A large part of that, too, is I know when it comes to my faith, when I'm put in a tough situation, I naturally depend on the Lord way more than when I put myself in easy situations where I feel like I can accomplish something on my own power. Mm. And so I'm always looking for opportunities to really challenge myself. And I know that the long term effect of that is going to be something that I can be proud of because I know football is not going to last forever. 
and I can take the skills that I've learned from playing in different places, a place like Philly where it's very high intensity, high pressure all the time because of how much the city loves their team. Uh, the Patriots, that type of organization where it's really hard to come up, but it's worth it in the end. Or the 49ers, an up-and-coming team that has great tradition. Mm. So they have that standard that's really high, and they're trying to get back to it. And I'm like, man, like I want to be a part of something like that now, man. The people here are great. The culture here is amazing. I can't say enough about it. Um, and now it's just about going and getting the win. Uh, I know uh, John Lynch, our GM, went on record saying, you know, last year was okay, but we need some more finishers. That's mm. what he felt about going into the draft and about free agency. He was like, we've got guys that have talent. We got to go get some finishers and we got to produce finishers. And I'm like, there's a challenge. <laughs> you know, that's where, you know, it's not just about how are you doing in May? How are you doing in, you know, August, September? How are we going to do in December, January, February? And that's the challenge I'm up for. Oh, that's awesome. I love that perspective from Jordan Matthews, wide receiver with the San Francisco 49ers. And, and I, I'd love to, to unpack kind of a, a few of your, your stops in your NFL journey. And, and you mentioned your time in New England where you, you went there with you know, good intentions and, and, and this, this perspective of wanting to learn from them. But, but your time there was, was cut short and, and had an injury settlement. So, so what did you take away from your time there despite it maybe not lasting as long as you anticipated? Yeah, I took a, a lot of good things. I remember having conversations with uh, Julian Edelman a lot and working with him, and he gave me a lot of good tips. Um, he talked about uh, reinventing yourself. How, you know, how do you stay around, not just in the league for a long time, but with one organization? Mm. You know, it's like, like it's one thing to be married to one person for a lifetime, but you you married to an organization. That means a lot of people feel a certain way about you over a lot of years. Like, that's really impressive. So guys like Matthew Slater, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, like dudes that are able to stay with the organization that long because of their production. I was like, man, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. I want to learn how somebody does that. And Edelman just gave me some really good advice. He was like, you got to learn how to reinvent yourself. When he came into the league, I guess everybody kind of looked at him like, oh, he's the next Wes Welker, but he wanted to create his own lane. I feel like he's done that effectively. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I got to work with him a little bit um, when I was rehabbing and I saw the difference. Like we went to go throw one day and I went out there with like a shirt, shorts and cleats. And he brought this huge bag out there. He had a helmet and shoulder pads just to run routes. And it was just us <laughs> two and a quarterback. Wow. And I was like, wow, like, yeah, it's like this is this is the difference. This is what it looks like when you feel like we like today has got to be better than the last day. And so I just learned a ton about having a high standard and, and, and having to go try and live up to that every single day. That's cool. Jordan Matthews, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And we'll, we'll spend a little more time uh, talking about your, your time with the Eagles, but, but I, I did want to ask you about your one season in Buffalo. And so you're, you're drafted by Philly. Yeah. They end up trading you to Buffalo, and it, you end up dealing with injuries that year. So, so what was the, the takeaway, the experience like from your, your time in Buffalo? Yeah, the Buffalo year was hard only because I was already injured when I got there. Mm. And that was all. That was the hardest part about it. Yeah, because I needed surgery long before I went to Buffalo, and I got an opinion from uh, a couple of doctors, and they both agreed that uh, in about June, July, that I was going to um, need surgery before my fourth year. And so I was. Uh, but I was on a. At that time, I was on the Eagles, so I knew I was like, oh, I should feel. 
I'm pretty comfortable with going into, you know, a season with a team that I already know, even if they know that, you know, I'm like 80%. Because if you know an offense, if you know a quarterback, if you know a system, there's a lot more you can play through. And because your coaches might take care of you during the week, uh, the quarterback's going to know, like, okay, I know a route to hit you on, I know what, I know you're hurting today, so you can rest. Like, there's that understanding. But when you go to a new team, I don't care how good you are. You always feel like there's that process where you got to go prove yourself again to a new to a new group of people. Mm. And when I got to Buffalo, I was already injured. And so when you're, like, having to put that type of stress on my body to try and prove something to a new organization, to a new city, while I was already in need of surgery, which is really difficult. It was a really difficult year. Yeah, man. And so, like, I ended up going to IR week 10, mm. and people thought that, like, I got injured the week before. It was like, I needed this surgery in June, oh, you know? Yeah. Um, exactly. And so, after that year, I got surgery on my left knee and right ankle. And but I'm 100% now, and I've been good ever since. But just playing on that stuff that whole year was, I mean, it was a challenge, man. Wow. Like, Every single, yeah, every single day I woke up, I would put my feet on the ground. I'd be like, okay, is, am I going to be in pain today? Yep. All right. Still got to go practice. Oh. <laughs> and, so, and so, yeah, that's how, that's how it was. And so I was really uh, shelling myself pretty much, I think, when I was there. And it took me a long time to uh, just get over being traded, being injured. And so that was a year, I would really say, where I was, like, really spiritually tested. Um there was one time specifically I remember I was really encouraged. I listened to this sermon uh, by Tim Keller. It's called When I Survey. It was about Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And he was just talking about, I think it's the one to the Ephesians where he's talking about um, praying. He was praying for their inner man. I got to go check to make sure I got to check. But he was talking about praying for um, their inner man because he knew that they were going through hard times on the surface. Mm. And I spend so much time, I realized, praying about my outward circumstances, and I forgot completely. I totally neglected actually saying, no, Lord, help me from the inside, because you might be trying to stir up something inside of me right now that's going to help me in the long term. Like, you might not even be interested right now in fixing the external stuff, because the external stuff is probably for my benefit. It's definitely for my benefit. And so Amen. Um, I definitely remember... Um, there was just one day I was on a bus listening to that sermon, and uh, it really encouraged me. And I, I think that was kind of what gave me even the motivation to to kind of suck it up, play as hard as I could until I needed to go get surgery. And then I had the uh, just the, the, the motivation and, and patience to go into rehab the right way. Wow. Gosh. Jordan Matthews, our guest right now on Unpacking It. Love, love that that insight, and, and just to, it's it's encouraging to hear all that God was doing in you while your circumstances were were tough and and I think a lot of people can can relate to that and and the the challenge for us is embracing what God is doing in that season of life and so we were just talking about that that 2017 season where you're in Buffalo you're battling injuries God's really working in you and and so following that season actually during that season the Philadelphia Eagles end up winning the Super Bowl and and you were drafted by the Eagles they traded you to Buffalo and, and, and ultimately you had a quick stop in New England, but then you end up re-signing with Philadelphia for the 2018 season. So, so take me into that experience, the return to Philly, and, 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 and what last season ended up being like for you personally. 
I mean, it was cool. I'm not honestly want to make like too much of it. <laughs> it was just I'd uh, been uh, rehabbing my hamstring for the last like four or five weeks, and I had the injury settlement with New England, and I kept my place in Boston because I had all intentions of signing back with New England once um, the injury settlement was up. If they would have wanted to bring me back, that was something that um, we thought was a possibility. And yeah, uh, it was just week two after uh, Mike Wallace got hurt that uh, Eagles ended up calling me. And they were like, hey, like, you know, we want you to come and play Z for us and do a workout and then want to sign you. And so at that point, I was like, well, I know the quarterback, I know the offense, I know the city really well. And so that's really why I went. Like, mm-hmm. I never wanted to make like a big deal about it. Like, I wasn't about to do all like, the return. That stuff, like, I, I could care less about that stuff. Yeah. I, I would say um, I got less attached to like the the whole I guess hoopla and hype of the NFL after I got traded because I realized like none of this stuff is guaranteed so even though I was going back to the Eagles it was still like man let me just kind of see what guys trying to do in this moment and just go work my butt off it wouldn't have mattered who it was I was going back to I didn't try and make it bigger than it was wow no that that's really cool so so along those lines how has your NFL career uh, really taught you about success and disappointment and and how your your faith really you know helps you deal with both and and give you the the proper lens to look through you know just the 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 reality of the ups and downs of the NFL yeah I would definitely say um that my perspective has changed a ton about what I would want to put a ton of my focus in like when I was in Richard um I had a lot of external focus that I, would, that I had. Like, I would always worry about, okay, what's my uh, marketing situation? Like, I wonder what my brand's like. Oh, let me send out the perfect tweet. Like, thing, like things that make no sense and matter don't matter at all in the grand scheme of things. But I want to be like all the other receivers that I saw, and I want to be like all these people that looked like they were successful in the NFL. And then I got married. I started growing in my faith. Uh, actually, I think it was uh, around the Buffalo year. I actually finished my first stint of reading the whole the whole Bible, and that was very impactful on me too. Yeah. And so, just my whole perception of this whole thing like really changed. I was like, okay, this is just a part of life, but this is not life. And I know a lot of people say that. Mm. I know a lot of guys say that, but I'm serious though. Like it got to the point where I totally changed the whole way that I would approach. Um, this whole thing, like, if I was in the building for a long period of time before, it was because I was always doing stuff strictly just to get better at football. Now, I might spend an hour in the cold tubs just talking to guys on my team. And I'm like, this is just as productive as me working on catching the football because at some point this is going to end, but the way I might encourage somebody, that might last a lifetime. And so – just the whole way I guess I approach it really uh, was different. I could care less if people know who I am. I actually would prefer that they don't. Hmm. So, you know. Why do you say that? Just because it really doesn't matter. It's not real. Yeah. You know, it, it, it really isn't. Like, when, when I was the, the man coming out of Vanderbilt and the man in Philadelphia, you know, I couldn't go anywhere without somebody recognizing me. And that's cool. I would never complain about that ever. Mm. Like I don't, I'm not one of those athletes who's like, oh, like, so, like you, you, you worked hard. You got famous. Like this, this is something that comes out of it. 
But what I would say, what do, what do I prefer? I could, I could care less about it because when I went to Buffalo, was injured, and ended the season with only one touchdown and 200 yards, I could go anywhere and nobody would even reckon. It was, just, it was that quick. And then when I got released from the Patriots, it was even worse. I want to say I never got recognized, ever. Hmm. Like I was right back to being some regular tall black guy walking down your street. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This is who I really am. So when I get back into the NFL, I'm never going to buy the lie again that I'm more than this. Hmm. Like I am still this, the, 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 I'm, I'm still the young Jordan Matthews from Alabama. And I'm going to spend more time focusing on the things in my life that are constant. You know, my marriage to my wife, you know, uh, my relationship with my family, uh, my close friends, and ultimately my relationship with God. Because I know like, those things aren't changing, especially if I keep my hope and faith in the Lord. And so I would just say it, it changed everything for me, how I relate to people. I used to be afraid to talk to executives because I thought they were soldiers above me. Hmm. You know, now I look at it like, no, we work together. Yeah. So I'll see uh, John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan. And I'm like, my life isn't uh, wrapped around whether I make a team or not anymore. You know, my life is wrapped around spreading the gospel and living the life that I feel like is representative of Jesus Christ. So I could talk to anybody now without fear. Oh. And, and it's, I, I think it's way more freeing. Jordan Matthews, our guest right now on Unpacking It, wide receiver with the San Francisco 49ers. And, uh, man, that's, that's a powerful uh, statement and, and all that you shared there. Really appreciate that. And I was actually uh, looking on your, your Twitter feed, and someone asked you, hey, what's your favorite Bible verse? And, and you said Galatians 1.10, which says, am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And so I think that sums up what you were just saying. What would you want to add anything uh, just in regards to that, that verse specifically? Um, you know, I think it's that is by far my favorite verse. It's like my reality check verse. I think one thing that gets uh, lost in the loop, though, whenever people read that verse, because on the surface, even people who don't kind of like read the Bible, they they like that. They're like, oh yeah, like we shouldn't care about pleasing man, but <laughs> but your man, you know, people forget about that. Your man too, you know. So I'm right there in the mix, you know. So when I say like, okay, every day when I wake up, am I going to be consumed with pleasing myself? Mm. always pleasing God and trusting mm. that he is going to take care of me. So I'm right there in, in that mix with everybody else because the, the quickest thing that I feel like we all do, the great like advice of, of the age, like I hear all my people my age talk about it is you grow up and you, you always think, okay, I've got to do everything for other people's approval. Yeah. I got to do everything to either get famous or to get the A or to get my dad to finally be proud of me or to get everybody in school to think I'm cool, or to get everybody on the college campus to know me. And then you get out of college, and then you realize, dang, none of that stuff was fulfilling. Oh, I got it. The main purpose in life is what makes me happy, and to give me pleasure, and to love myself. And I'm just like, you know, that sounds good, but even you aren't enough. Wow. Even that even that won't sustain you. And, you know, that's why I love I love uh, the verse of Matthew when they ask um, Jesus, like, yeah, what's the greatest commandment? And he goes, you know, well, the greatest commandment is to love God and to love others, you know, and to love others the way you love yourself. It's like he never commanded you. You don't command you to love yourself. You love God. That's going to take care of itself. And so that's 
like that that way of thinking i think sometimes it get, gets lost like in that loop and i have to remind myself of that because i can come into this building and say you know what i am not attached to what anybody in here ultimately thinks about me i'm going to do what pleases god and know that that'll take care of what people say or people's perception of who i am mm. but the temptation that's always going to happen is Okay, what do I think about myself? Sometimes mm. that, that I get in my own way, and so that's where I need the most prayer, and that's where I'm still growing in. And uh, you know, but it's, it's a process. It is truly a process. Do I know if I'll ever get there completely? I don't know, but uh, th- thanks be to God, He has more grace. You know, that's right. And so, um, but yeah, that's where I am with it right now. Yeah, man, that that's powerful, and and I really hadn't taken it that that direction before, but that's. Uh... That's really convicting and, and, and strong, a strong word from Jordan Matthews right here on Unpacking It. And, and man, I, I could talk to you all day, uh, but before we let you go, I, I did uh, just want to ask you about your, your family and, and, and just really cool to see you, how much you, uh, you know, support your wife. And, and she's a professional soccer player and, and having some great success herself. And, 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 then, and then, so I want to ask you about her, but also uh, you're, you're a new dad, you have a, a, a son. And, and, and my wife and I were actually due in August with, with our first uh, baby, and so it's going to be a girl. So, so i got to ask you some, some advice on just how you've, you've handled you know, both of you being pro athletes and, and having a, a, a son and, and being able to navigate that. Yeah, you know, um, it's been great, man, as far as um, I would say everything that we've been able to go do. I mean, my wife playing for Jamaica, I mean, what? You can't pick a better country, you know. That's where we went on our honeymoon. We go play whenever she goes to play there. It's like you know, look, I don't care if y'all win a game. Some good food down here, you know. So, so, but no, I really, I really do care about their success. I think they're going to do great in the World Cup. They got some great girls in their team. But at the end of the day, like I said, we're not really attached to that stuff anymore. This is just a fun ride, man. Like we get to after my last day of minicamp, I get to hop on a plane two days later and go out to France to go watch my wife, you know play the sport she loves on the biggest stage you know i tell her all the time like you have no pressure because you know me and god like we we love you regardless and so it's just the ride is just fun mm. you know um getting to experience new places like i never would have like at this point in my career at this point of like where i am in life like traveling still like gives me anxiety like when i think about like traveling i'm like oh i gotta get packed i gotta worry about this i gotta worry about this boarding fast how much it's going to cost where am i going to stay what about the language bear you know but it's different when your wife is like well i have a camp in jamaica and i need you to come to watch our baby you know it's like well i got no choice and you realize how easy planning some of that stuff is and getting it in motion when you just do it it's like oh that wasn't that bad and then you get there and you're like man i'm so glad we did this i'll even give you one that's like it's not even going to seem like a big deal to you, but uh, she had a game in Utah a couple months ago, and this is for her NWSL league. And I'm going to be honest. I don't think I ever would have just thought to myself, let me go visit Salt Lake City, Utah. You know, I just don't think I – not that I don't think the city was cool. I just don't think that I ever would have thought in my mind as a kid from Alabama, you know, let me <laughs> get, on a t- get a plane ticket and go to Utah and check it out. Man, I went and I loved it. The food was great. The mountains, it was so peaceful. Like the whole time, I felt so connected uh, with the Lord, just out there driving around, looking at the scenery, just amazing, just creation. I literally texted my wife. I was like, babe, thank you for, for working hard, following your dreams, and like, you know, being able to help me experience this. I remember my mom, when she was leaving Jamaica, she came out there to help us with the baby. 
and she was driving. She was taking a bus, uh, a taxi from uh, Ocho Rios to Montego Bay to fly out. Yeah. And I remember my mom texting me and Shayna in a group meet and was just like, um, thank you all so much, uh, especially you, Shayna, for, for dreaming so big, um, bigger than I ever dreamed, and helped me see something like Jamaica. Wow. And, I mean, I, I was about to, like, cry. You know mm. what I mean? I'm just like, wow, like, you know, and my mom is a beast. Like, she's done so much for my family, like, hardworking. Whenever we traveled, she was always the person that would plan stuff. You know, shout out to my dad, but my mom did all the work. Um, <laughs> and and uh, he, he would say the same thing. But, but it was just so crazy, like, to see, like, man, like, baby, like, you work this hard, and look where – Look like with what God gave you, you you put that to work, and now look at type of things we're able to experience because of um, your 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 fortitude and your you know and your dedication. And so that's just so cool, man. I'm so proud of her. Um, we're kind of in the moment right now too, so I think it's like always cool. We remind ourselves like, yo, in like another ten years, we're going to be out of this moment, and mm-hmm. all we're going to do is be able to talk back about it. So we're in it right now. Let's 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 go all out. Let's have a good time. And I think uh, I think Lil Jojo, um, he'll be proud of it um, too when he starts asking us questions about what we were doing when we were 20 years old. Um, It'll be some fun stories to tell him. Yeah, that that man, that's so awesome. And and yeah, it's just such an encouragement to hear you talk about your wife so fondly and just how proud of you uh, that you are of her. And and man, it's just it's just really cool. And so I'll just ask you this: so what's one quick word of wisdom for for me and any other? kind of soon to be dad or new dad out there listening today? Oh man. Um, I'll be honest. You're going to be taking care of your wife a lot more than the baby. Mm, that's cool. So, so that's, that's one thing. And I think that's pivotal early on to keep that perspective because it's going to smack us dead in the face when our kids turn 18 and they leave the house and we still got to be married to our wife. That's right. I, I, I truly believe, and this is just, you know, and I've seen it, and so I'm not just throwing something out there. You know, they talk about how many times people raise children, and then when the second their kids leave, they're like, who am I even married to right now? Like, mm-hmm. they, they, they spend so much time saying, okay, it's all about the kids, all about the kids, all about the kids, and we neglected the fact that, like, we didn't choose our kids. We chose our wife. That's right. That's <laughs> you right. know, like, yep. this is, this, when this is what, what, what God brings together, let no man separate. Like, that's the bond that that we got to always make sure that we're, we're focused on it. I noticed that like when early on, especially when Josiah was first born, I was surprised at how much I really couldn't do for him. I couldn't feed him because he wasn't on, you know, formula yet. So Shana had to feed him, mm-hmm. you know, when it came to uh, sleeping, he felt way more comfortable sleeping like on Shana because he was used to being inside of Shana. So that felt more like home. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, early the first three months, I was like, gosh, things kind of easy. But I really, but what I realized, was like, okay, hold on. Like, the person I was to be taking care of right now is her. Mm. I need to be making sure that she's okay mentally, physically, spiritually. And then once Josiah gets a little bit older, then I feel like my main responsibility is um, being that example. And I feel like as long as I'm that example, Early on, once he starts watching me and trying to imitate me, then that's going to be where I feel like my fatherhood would be the most effective. Wow. No, it's so strong. I love it. It's encouraging to me. And, and man, 
again, I could talk to you all day. This has been one of the best interviews we, we've done uh, in the last seven years. So I, I really appreciate it, and yeah. and and hope we appreciate can that. hope we can do this again. And I know you got to get to practice. So have a great day on the field, and uh, really appreciate just what you stand for and, and your heart for the Lord. And uh, just been a, a really encouraging interview today. So thanks so much for joining us here on Unpacking It. No, Bryce, thank you, man. Hey, just stay in the fight. I know uh, in the media it's always hard uh, to be to be in the face, man, because I know everybody's looking for hot button issues, and sometimes the last thing people want to hear about is a is a is somebody's uh, faith in Christ. But you're doing it the right way. Uh, I appreciate the time. Uh, thanks for having me on. Awesome, really appreciate that, yeah. man. He's Jordan Matthews, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, joining us here on Unpacking It. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackinit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackinit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.